Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. But first today, we want to talk about um, Y'all Greyhound track. We've spoken about it here in the show previously and the fact they were looking for um, a bailout. They were bailed out earlier this year. But we're hearing today they're now attracting an average attendance of just three members, three members of the public at the twice weekly meetings. This is new figures. And I want to know whether in light of, I suppose, dwindling support, if you want to call it that at the very least, should Greyhound racing tracks receive the same level of funding? David is with us on the line. David, do you go to Yall Greyhound racing track, first of all? No, I don't go to Yall Greyhound track. I go to Limerick and Galway, mostly Limerick. I go to most of the time. I don't go to Yall, but I can only speak for the tracks that I do go to. I don't see I don't see any change in the numbers. If if you go to the Greyhound track in Limerick on the Saturday night, the, the numbers are there to be seen for yourself. Um, I can talk about Joel because I don't go there, but I don't see why the government should stop supporting um, the Greyhound industry. At the end of the day, it's the, it, costs, it costs the Greyhound owners about 117 million a year to keep the Greyhounds in the pipeline. And that's a lot of expenditure into the local economy. That's without any support from the government. That's just our own money. What we put into is 117 million just to keep the greyhounds in the pipeline. And we have to look after the training fees and everything and all that ourselves as well, you know. But the, but when you look at in in light of the money that you all has received, the seven hundred and sixty three thousand funding, this is I think since two thousand uh, since these are figures from two thousand and twenty, David. Does that represent good value? For taxpayers' money, if there's three people standing there, well, I don't believe I don't believe that there's only three people standing there. I do not believe that. I do not believe it's three people. That 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 I do not believe three people. And I don't think you believe it. Believe it either. Well, it's, I mean, it seems like astonishing figures. That's yeah, why I wanted to talk indeed. about it. No, it it, it that's that's there's and everybody knows well that that, that them figures are wrong. Three people. That's ridiculous. Well, this is the sports. You know? the, the sports uh, governing body has released the figures. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. Look, if you're maybe if you are a regular at uh, at Joel Greyhound Track, we want to hear from from you on the show today. Just stay with us, David, for the moment because I do think we've Tony on the line. Tony, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good. Are you a regular at Joel? I would be a regular in Corrine Park in Cork, but I go to all on occasions as well. Okay. What's the average attendance so- in 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 your mind? I don't know what the average the numbers would be, but like I'll just we'll go back one step. You said y'all were looking for a bailout lately. Like y'all wasn't looking for any bailout. What was happening was the board running Greyhound Race in Ireland were going checking their numbers and they were going to close one or two tracks and they were going to close y'all. So there was actually no funding issue or there was no bailout. It was just a case of whether there was sufficient numbers going there and what the problem was. Would they keep it going or not? So there was Greyhound Racing in Yard is running on a commercial basis. There's a crowd in the betting office called SIS. They pay for all the racing in Yard. So they don't promote Yard as a racing for a nighthood enjoyment. It's run for commercial just to run dogs of a lower grade and maybe young dogs starting off. And they race. And Yard is making a profit. The money comes in to Yard for the prize money, but it comes back out again through the SIS crowd. They pay the board back the money they they, they out in prize money. So... Like, y'all is actually self-sufficient. Y'all is costing nothing. It's actually making small profits. 
Well, we, we spoke right. about it here in recent months, Tony, on the show. I, I think it might have been back in, was it around April time or, or in March? Yeah. It was certainly earlier this year. And they were waiting to get the report um, from the consultancy firm to talk about the strategic plan going forward because it had been repeatedly earmarked for closure, hadn't it, in recent it years? And like, to be fair to you, like this, there was no restaurant in you so the facilities would be, they'd be basic, but they're fine and they're very comfortable. But it's running on the commercial. It's not, it's not running for the public to come watching racing. It's running for the pictures for the SIS. Corrine Park is running on a commercial basis. We have a restaurant, we have a bells, we've taught, and we put on things for the public and we advertise it for that and we try and get the public to come. But in your, we're not looking for the public to come. It's running on a commercial basis for the pictures. It suits there's a lot of elderly owners. They all come for their social night out to meet each other. They wouldn't be counted because they're bringing their dogs and they meet each other. And it's a great social occasion for all the elderly people. And they run their dogs and it's a place for the lower graded dogs to find a place to run that they'd be all give you out about they're not minded but when they're kept racing. And it's, it suits everybody. But you all is not costing any money. You all is making a profit. Yeah, but it, it, it's in receipt though. It received funding and has done since 2020. It has. It receives money from the Irish Greyhound Board, and but they get back the money from the SIS. That's the actual fact. The SIS pay back the money to the board so they, for the pictures. So y'all is not costing the Greyhound Board any money. Nuala Donlan is with us as well, Tony. Stay on the line. Nuala's from um, Greyhound Action Ireland. Nuala, it's, it's, like, what's, what's your reaction, first of all, to David and Tony? Well, we've gone now from it being a total lie that only three members of the public go to race meetings in, in Yahoo to it being elderly folk who go. The figures are based on the data supplied by Rossia Conairn to the Minister for Agriculture following the all question. So these figures are not being pulled out of the air. They're given by the, the, the Greyhound Board. <clears throat> the remaining attendance in Yall is made up of industry insiders like um, um, owners and, and um, bookmakers and so on. Yall Greyhound Track was was recommended for closure in 2019 by the Indicon report. It was one of four tracks that was so badly attended and was such a drain on resources that they recommended it should be shut down in the short term. As you say, it has received €763,000 from Rossi at Conairn in the last three years, and that's because it is not getting enough money to uh, continue to exist from the British betting company. <clears throat> and it's clear from these figures now, Andrea, that the local economy is not benefiting from Yarl Greyhound Track. It's not an important part of the cultural life. And these are the, the traditional uh, reasons given for public funding uh, for greyhound racing. This greyhound track exists purely to provide betting product for a British betting company. The Irish taxpayer is funding an activity whose sole reason for being is to create content for betting companies and British betting companies. This is the commercial and, the commercial mm-hmm. deal or the arrangement they have with the, the broadcaster? The arrangement they have, yeah, to, to, to have something to bet on, basically. And I mean, this is a fine example of parish pump politics because this track is being kept open as a result of intensive lobbying by the local Fianna Fáil TD, James O'Connor, who is basically well, trying to buffer us his support. Well, it's him specifically, and he has managed to persuade Minister McConnell to, to keep this Greyhound track open. Um, and that's fine, but this is public money. And and we learned in the last couple of months, it's it's not no longer the case that it's money from the tax on betting 
because apparently that's no longer ring-fenced. It's money taken directly from uh, exchequer funding. Now, I heard on the radio this morning, Andrea, a woman from Northwest SPA, uh, SPCA on talking about a horrendous case of a dog being burned alive in Ballina last week. And she pointed out that there is no animal welfare inspector for the whole of County Mayo. The ISPCA only covers 16 counties in this country. And here we have an industry which has its own reason for uh, an animal welfare reason because it produces thousands of dogs every year who disappear into thin air, thousands more injured and, and killed on tracks. And it's receiving, in the last budget, received 18.2 million, three quarters of a million to a track that if it didn't get this money, it would be gone. I mean, this is crazy, okay. crazy then, well, let me stuff. Let me just get, Tony, Tony, you're also a breeder, is that right? Yes, I'm a breeder and I own a race and I breed grounds. Yeah. And yeah. What, what, just so, with regards to, to animal welfare standards in the industry, like I, I know there's been a lot of discussion about this in recent times. It was the uh, following on from the primetime uh, documentary yeah. a, a while back. But like, do the animal welfare standards, as, as Nula has mentioned, do they go far enough? Yeah, going, the animal welfare regulations in the greyhound industry, there's no industry more regulated than the greyhound industry at the moment. They come and check inside the kitten inspection within the last month. They went through every greyhound in my yard. They looked at the bedding, the heating, the ventilation, the feeding, kindles, the feeding house, every whole thing. They check my gallop, my paddocks. This comes twice a year minimum, and anybody complains or anybody, but we're the most regulated industry in the world. It's unreal. And like Nola, they, are, they, they don't care about the truth. This, like, you all got 763,000 audios, whatever that figure you're talking about. But that was all repaid by the SIS crowd to the Irish Greyhound Board, by the SIS crowd. They don't pay all the money to the SIS crowd, they pay the Greyhound Board. It's a commercial contract. So it's it's an unfair, it's a wrong figure. It's a figure they gave, but it also has come back with more than it has come back. Now, I haven't got the exact figures. These are all the commercial stuff we owe over my head. But we'll go to the welfare. There is no question they want about the dog being bummed. There was a terrier bummed over in England. There's all these things. We have no, we are the most regulated sport for greyhounds. There is no way to do, do, do you Do you think there's enough regulation, Nula? It's not regulation. It's self-regulation. And if we know anything in this country, it's that self-regulation doesn't work. Everything is regulated by the Greyhound Board, including welfare breaches and including doping. And in fact, there, it seems their laboratory in Limerick has been closed for some time now in terms of doping. Okay. It's completely self-regulating. There is no outside inspection. If somebody comes across an instance of cruelty to a Greyhound, they don't go to the local guardie of the ISPCA as you would with any other breed of dog. You have to report that to the Greyhound Board. So it is not the most regulated you, activity in the country okay. by a long D- shot. David is still with us too. David, you're also, I think, a trainer as well. Is that right? Like, what's what's your response with regards to regulation? Or the, gray, the, the greyhounds, the, the greyhounds are the most regulated racing animal in the world. From the minute they're born till 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 they end up being retired or whatever, they're the most regulated. And I, I don't that I don't believe for one minute. That, there's, there's, that there, there, there isn't cruelty going on in the greyhounds, but it is very, very well regulated, and it's like any, it's like any industry. There's, there might be a certain minority, a very small minority, that might look after the greyhounds, but I'm in it all my life. I was born and reared in it, and to listen to people coming on every day, the truth hurts, you see. They don't want to know the truth. They don't want their, their, it's all spin and waffle most of the time coming out of them, you know? I have greyhounds here at home. My kennels were inspected there only, um, Six or eight weeks ago, there was an. Uh, I, I live in the west of Ireland, and there was an inspection done in the west. I was actually at work, and I got a phone call to know was I around, and I was inspected. So they're unannounced inspections. Yeah, 
I got a phone call. I was at work. Uh, the, the inspector was in the area. He said, David, are you around? And he had a list of what dogs I have. And I said, do you, do you have these dogs in your kennel yet? I said, I can meet you at no bother because I wasn't too far away. And I was inspected. And my friend a couple of miles away was inspected. I wasn't told that there were companies. He rang me. Michael is with us on the line as well. Um, Michael, do you support, you know, the greyhound racing and bodies and and greyhound tracks receiving funding when when you look at the attendance figures that we're hearing today? Now, I know some of both two people are disputing the figures, but what's your view on it? I think it's disgraceful the other taxpayers' money that's going into this sport. They claim regulation. They claim that last caller said uh, their welfare starts the minute they're born. It does not. It's only when they go on the racing pool, which could be six months later. Any dogs that don't make the grade before six months tend to disappear, as was shown by their, their own reports. The Irish, the Irish Coursing Club can tell you exactly how many dogs are born into the industry, but the RCE, the Greyhound Board, don't tell you. They say, oh, we give it an average figure of six. Everything with them, uh, sorry, six per, per litter, everything with them is, look, there's nothing transparent. They're self-regulating. There's they're self-regulating. There's no outside confirmation of any of what they say. Is that right, David? No, no, no. What's not right, David? No. Well, you, What's you, not right? You, you said there that, 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 that what I said wasn't true about them. The no, regulations. No, you, 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 you said that they're, from the minute they're born, they're regulated. They're not. Yeah, Only when they go they to are, the yeah, yeah. You have to register the litter at a few weeks old. Yeah, to the coursing club, but not to the racing board. You, you don't... They're not tattooed until they're six months old, so they're trials. You're wrong. They're, you're wrong. They're tattooed at 12 weeks old. You're wrong. 12 weeks. Get your facts 12 right. Weeks, okay. 12 so weeks, okay. So when do they enter the racing pool? When, do you, when, 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 they, when they go into the track, and they qualify? At what age? It, it, whatever age, 12, 12 months, 14 months, 16 months, two years. Depends. Well, you see, they're tattooed at twelve weeks old. Yeah, and what? Yeah, and are they registered with yeah, the racing yeah, pool? Yeah, they're tattooed yeah. at twelve weeks old, and and and, and registered. It's it's and yeah, and and all the, the tattoo is is and they're microchipped, so that's all. That's all traceable. So I don't know what you're talking about. So that's what more regulation? Well, Just a moment, Michael. Michael, what 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 more what more what more regulation, Michael? Do you want to see brought in then? Outside regulation. Not where it's, a, it's an industry that's regulating itself. That just doesn't work. And we know that. There is, there is I mean... A, so total outside, uh, total outside regulation. Independent. And when you, David, when, when you talk about the inspector, um, you know, uh, ad hoc giving you a call to say, I'm in the area, I'll call over, call over to your, your, you know, to your area today. Um, what, have you any objection to outside regulation? We have nothing to hide. We we don't mind who comes and inspectors. When inspectors, when I was when I was coming back to meet that inspector, he was parked outside my house waiting for me when I got there. I we've no problem being inspected. Mm-hmm. We've nothing to hide. I've nothing to hide. We come we come from respectable families, working class families that pay tax all our life. We we us greyhound people don't live off the state. We're not scammers. We're all working hard people that pay our taxes and mind our dogs. 
Can I just ask you though, David, in, in light, and I, I know that yourself and, and, and Tony as well dispute the figures and there's other texts coming in as well from people. And, and to be fair, I mean, the, the governing body that published the figures, they do talk about um, these statistics being from the first four months of, of 2023. But in light of all that, is there still the same level of demand from the public? You know, it, like, is it still a sport that attracts audiences nationwide? Yes, it is. Of course it is. You look at the you look at the the, the the derby that's starting now in a couple of months' time, or not even in a few weeks' time, in Shelburne Park, the Boyle Sports Irish Derby. You all you have to do is go onto social media and look at the crowds that will be there for the for the derby. You come down then to Limerick next March or April for the Conan and Kirby Memorial Puppy Stake that's sponsored by the McManus family. There's 160,000 in prize money put up. You come down and you see the crowds that that, that are there for that. All the local GA clubs in Limerick. And all the charity money that's raised at these tracks all around the country, six to eight million is raised. You look at you look at you look at the Limerick Limerick Track Facebook page, it has ten thousand followers. You know? You don't you don't hear any of these things though from from from, from, from the anti greyhound racing people. Okay, you know, do do, do you, you do you is. think there's still demand, Michael? No. No. Absolutely not. Is it out of, do you think it's out of figure. date? If you look at the figures, it's been it's an industry that's in major decline over the last ten years. Hugely declined. What they were doing was they were publishing figures, attendance figures. But in those attendance figures, they were including Greyhound trainers, owners, and on-course bookies. It was a false... Like, it, the figures were false. When you come down to it, and you take those out of it, the... You mean there were spectators, basically, just pe- people there? Spectators, yeah. They were including Greyhound spec- owners and trainers totally and part of the attendance. Which is absolutely well. I'm 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 interested to hear what 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 other people have to say about this today. It's eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. You know, has despite are there low attendances? Do you go to greyhound track racing across the country? Let us know what uh, what track you go to. What's the story like there? I mean, are there how many people roughly on average? Um, I'd like to hear eyewitness accounts. You know, what's what's your own view on this? Should should there be still funding when you hear the the numbers that we're talking about today? And look, I know obviously some dispute the figures, but. Let us know your own view on it. 1800 453 106 is the number. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about Yall Greyhound Track attracting an average attendance of just three members of the public at its twice weekly meetings. This is figures released by the sports governing body. And I should say as well that the figures that they're talking about from the track, they talk about uh, just 92 attendees over 31 meetings during the first four months of uh, 2023. And they do say, according to the the, the story today, when trainers and bookmakers were excluded uh, from the figures, because I think that was mentioned by one of the callers a few moments ago. I want to talk, though, about the sport um, and whether or not there's still the same level of, of interest in it. John is with us on the line today. John, you were listening to the discussion earlier. What's your view on this when you think of um, state the state funding and then the, the number of people attending meetings? Well, look, Andrea, thank you for, for inviting me to, to participate. Uh, I'm opposed to greyhound racing uh, per se. It's a, an abusive sport. Anybody who, might, who would claim to love their dog couldn't possibly do so because if I love my dog and I enter into a race where there's potential for the dog to be seriously injured or possibly killed, but then I can't claim to love my dog. 
It is you're just to- you're totally you're totally anti. You're totally against it. Absolutely, it's not a sport. It's abuse and mistreatment it's of a dog. Is that what? I, mean, uh, I would just ask a question: What species is a greyhound? So you 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 just you don't see it as it's been treated as a dog at all. Well, it's categorised differently. So why is that? David, you're still with us. You're a, a, a trainer, isn't it, and, and, and breeder? Do you want to answer, John? Sorry? Are you there, David? You can hear me okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. You broke up for me there a bit. Hello? So, D- John has concerns around treatment of greyhounds and dogs. Yeah, I heard, so I a, heard what John had to say. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> We're listening to this for years, like mistreatment. And if you love your dog, you don't race them. But sure, if that's if that's the case, look at all the other sports, car racing, uh, bicycle racing, all that. There's there's accidents and there's tragedies in all these sports. We don't go out. We hope it doesn't happen, but there is a chance that it does happen on occasion that there might be an injury. But that's just that's part of this. That's part of the sport. And how do you offer reassurance to John and, and many others that are texting in? You can't offer reassurance to John because he's totally against it, and that's it. And there's nothing you can do with him. Kind of people, you know, they weren't brought up in, in they weren't brought up into into the greyhound industry, and you can't change their mind. That's just the way they are. I, I mightn't like what they, the sports they follow, or, or their hobbies or interests, but I don't see what, I don't see the right for people to object about something that I like doing. Is that fair, John? No, I, I would totally disagree with David. Look, obviously, I respect this this man and his views, but I totally disagree with them. I mean, he, let's stick with the, with the topic. We're talking about greyhound racing. We're not talking about motor racing and psyche and all of that. And I would just I would just suggest to to uh, David as he's making that comparison. Motor racing and psyche involves a human being who can make that decision, make that choice whether to cycle or motor race themselves. What choice does a greyhound have? Greyhounds, greyhounds are born to run. They love running. They love chasing. That's what they do. They love us. They live for us. That's what they do. You don't make them run. They go for they run. They go instinct make them chase. That's what they do. Margaret is on the line as well. Margaret, why did you get in touch? Um, well, I suppose because the last few years have opened my eyes to what goes on with the greyhounds, you know, after they finished racing. Um, three years ago, my daughter, during lockdown, got a, a dog through a greyhound through a hug, home for unwanted greyhounds, because the greyhound was surrendered to hug. So she took her, and I think she got on Wednesday or Thursday. She brought her to the vet on the Saturday and her dog had to have 16 teeth taken out. So at the moment, uh, within the first four months of my daughter getting the dog, she had uh, 32 teeth removed. And what, sorry, was the reason, uh, Margaret, for this? Well, she raced for four years. She was bred for probably a year, which was apparently accidental. And then my daughter got her when she was six. So she doesn't know what happened to her during this, you know, during that one year. But she certainly wasn't looked after because had she been looked after, she would have had good teeth. So, in fact, tomorrow my daughter is bringing her back to the vet again. She has a few little teeth at the front and maybe one or two at the back. 
So she has to go under, under anaesthetic tomorrow to see can they clean the teeth that are there and if not, they're going to have to be taken out as well. So, like, we as a family went greyhound racing for a good few years, never realised what was going on, you know, what was happening with the dogs after they were finished racing. And it seems that a lot of the time this is what happens. They're surrendered. Some of them are surrendered. We don't know what happens to the rest of them. But I certainly wouldn't ever go greyhound racing again because I think it's horrendous that you have a, a dog maybe racing for four years and then it's put somewhere, a kennel or somewhere, and then surrendered maybe a year later. So, And it is totally unfair and has a terrible, terrible impact on the dog. So I just think it's a horrendous industry, and I don't think it should be supported by the government at all. I don't think they should be getting grants for it unless they know what's happening to these animals when they're finished. I know, David. Look, you're not you're you're not a spokesperson for everybody in the industry, and I, I fully appreciate that. I mean, you can only you can only talk about your own experience as somebody that's that's involved in it, and and you know, in breeding and and keeping dogs, uh, training dogs, sorry, and keeping dogs as well. But M- Margaret's point, it's one of me- you know quite a few texts I could read out of similar stories. People um, re rehoming greyhounds after they've finished race, and like, what do you say to Margaret and others about that? Yeah, there is there is rehoming. There is a lot of rehoming centres now where the greyhounds go uh, to, 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 to to find a forever home, you know. And they go in there for a couple of weeks and they're they're kind of trained and then they're sent to their new homes. But like, I I don't understand where this dog came out of what she's saying. The dog raced for four years and it was bred by mistake for a year and then it and then they ended up getting it. Like, I don't I that that story doesn't sound right to me. Like, you know, where where did the dog come from or where? How did it race for four years and it was wrongly mistakenly bred for a year? That doesn't add up to me. Is it a dying industry? Sorry? Is it a dying industry? Is it a dying industry? Yeah. No. Listen, I'm 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 in it I'm in it all my life. I'm young enough to industry. My father was in it before him, my grandfather was in it. I'm listening to this since I was ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, going to the track with my late father passed away now. I'm listening to this for 10, 15 years. It's dying, it's gone, it's finished. It's not in the programme for government to, to stop it or ban it anytime soon. And we, we're strong and we'll keep it going for as long as we can because it's something we're passionate about. Okay. Uh, we, we mind our dogs. I know what I do with my dogs and they're well looked after. And I don't care what any one of your callers or listeners have to say. They, they're come, welcome to come down to my place and see my dogs, mm. see where they go afterwards the whole lot we've nothing to hide bringing out an outside body to do inspections we don't care we've nothing to hide okay. RT investigates a few years ago they tarnished us severely and that affected us big time well I mean like the footage I don't think RTE tarnished listen, you or, or others if it's listen they I mean, weren't I mean, if I could come in if I could come in on that it's John again here no, no, I'm not finished talking I, I didn't interrupt you I didn't interrupt you okay. Well, they've done a programme, it was very biased, and they've done the same thing to the farmers there a week or two ago with Prime Time Investigates. They're tarnishing, they're trying to kill rural Ireland. That's what they're trying do to you, do. do really? It's all city-based. It's all city-based. Aunties that know nothing about rural life. No, I watched the footage myself last week, David, of the the pro, the the, um, the program about uh, cattle, and I I don't I don't to be honest I don't know how you could say it was biased, but look, you're in, you're entitled entitled to your view. Let me bring in Brendan. Have we Brendan as well? Hiya. What's your view, Brendan, on this? You've been listening to this discussion. 
Yeah, I, th- I think uh, although I, uh, Greyhound racing is not perfect, uh, it's getting better. And I think the big picture is also being missed here. <clears throat> There's a, a sport called the Sport of Kings. And they're talking about uh, animals dying on tracks and everything like that. The, the amount of animals dying <clears throat> on the Sport of Kings uh, circuits is unbelievable. Um, you've got horses reluctant to jump fences that have jockeys on them that hit them with sticks. And just a slight bit of interference there, Brendan. But so, you're, do, do, do you think that there should be state funding? Do you think it's a di- of course there should be? No, the point I'm, I'm making is it's they're, they're making a greyhound racing to be this cruel, monstrous sport, and. There's a sport called the sport of kings. It's horse racing. And there's horses dying on tracks almost every week. There's jockeys. So you think it's just animals. you think it's as bad just as bad? It's worse. It's worse, but it doesn't get any the doesn't get any of the negative press because there's too much money involved. There's too many sponsors. RTE, for example, cover too many meetings. There's, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll tell you that there's uh, too many jobs at stake, but there's a blind eye turned there. Uh, the abuse of, of, of horses is unreal. What about you, Claire? What's Is Claire on the line? You wanted to get in touch, Claire, about this. How are you? Um, I, I would just like to say that I, um, I, my, I, mine is a lived perspective. I, I, ha- I grew up with greyhounds and my family has greyhounds. And the lived perspective of having greyhounds is very different if you have vegans, which I have ringing their, you there, they have a different perspective about greyhound racing, and they won't agree with animals taking part in in sport or any activity. You know, so you're not going to convince them, no matter what you say, no. that greyhound racing is is fine and that it's great. It's their perspective. Our perspective is completely different. You know, and I come at greyhound racing from welfare, like welfare is at the heart of everything. Every every morning, the greyhound people are out with their dogs early in the morning and all the thought that goes into the food, like wheat, a big brown bread, cod liver oil, eggs, porridge, manuka, honey, natural yogurt. Does that sound to you like people don't care about their dogs? You know, we're really mad about them. And then for their tea, they're fed beef or salmon, sardines, vegetables, celery, broccoli... I'm only just talking off the top of my head now. I, mm. I, that's what the dogs are. Eating. You think they're well-minded? The dogs go to a greyhound station, go, go to a greyhound track, and just look at the dogs. They are absolutely in peak conditions. The dogs are actually in better order than the, the, the handlers. Now that's my my experience. Right. You know, and if they, they care so much for their dogs that. It, like if they do get a win, it's great. Or your friend wins. It's all about friendship and community as well. But like any any prize that's won, it just goes straight back into the dogs. They buy them a new coat, or mm. you're going outside and you're planning. You know, you're buying your dog food or your vegetables, okay. or meat or whatever. 
Um, the text in from a listener who says, I strongly feel that greyhound racing should be banned. I could go on and on uh, by texting and adding a voice note. It's deeply upsetting when you know what goes on in the industry. Another texter, the multinational company um, that I used to work for, we had a Christmas party at a greyhound stadium and until the RTE documentary came out, we never knew what went on. Myself and lots of others cancelled the Christmas parties there. I feel it's disgusting, says this texter. Another Mayo listener, I don't agree with any and all animal exploits. Exploitation. The government should be funding SPCAs and other animal charities, not greyhound racing. Where would Ireland be without local charities funded by locals and who also have volunteers? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.